Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. It's your girl Amanda and we are back with another episode, another Thursday, and I couldn't be more excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you listeners and everyone that tunes in and shares the podcast. So shout out to you guys. It is just me today. We've been having episodes with guests back to back to back, so I hope you've enjoyed that. But it is me today. We are almost halfway through the season. This is episode six, and we have eight more episodes left for the season to be over. Honestly, I can't believe how fast time has gone. Like, boom, just like that. It's already midway through July. Even during quarantine, time is still flying, at least for me. I'm gonna speak for myself on that one, but time is still flying. So, I mean, I thank God for his faithfulness. I thank God for protection. It's a lot going on. As you guys know, like that goes without being said, but I just thank God because he has been faithful despite everything going on. So, so today I wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind lately and, um, it's the way that we relate to Christ, right? When it comes to grace and guilt. So in the first season, I did an episode called 70 times seven, and that episode spoke about forgiveness. But that episode came from a point of us forgiving another person. So I did not talk about the way God forgives us. The way God forgives us is everything. Like the way God forgives us is actually how we can actually even call ourselves a Christian. Because if it wasn't for his forgiveness, we would not be here right now. Like, let's be honest. Some of us have done some crazy things. We would not be here right now. Like we would not even have the privilege to be able to say that we're a believer. So God's forgiveness is everything. We know he's gracious. The Bible tells us that God forgives us and we have that assurance. But there are often times where after we get that forgiveness, we can't forgive ourselves and that guilt starts weighing us down. Now, honey, when I talk about that guilt, like y'all know that guilt, when you open your Bible and that voice just says, I know you're not about to read your Bible right now after what you did last week. Or that guilt when you're about to pray and it's like, you better not even open your mouth to pray after you just curse that person out. (laughs) Or that guilt where, you know, when you want to like post that Bible scripture and it's like, girl, don't even be a hypocrite. Don't even post it. Whatever. Like I go through it. You guys have maybe gone through it, but that guilt is real. And it's really that guilt that keeps us from reaching our full potential and for becoming the women or men that Christ has called us to be. So it's huge, it's huge. I've realized that that guilt is obviously, it's a tactic of the enemy. And really it's the only thing that the enemy can use to separate us from God because we're all gonna sin regardless. So sin doesn't separate us from God because God knows where we're, he knows that we're gonna sin. That's why he sent Jesus here. Like he never would have sent Jesus if we were gonna live perfect lives. So it's not the sin in particular, it's what we do after the sin, right? So if you come to God and you repent with a genuine heart, of course, right? Not trying to be shady, not saying, God forgive me, and then the next second you do the same thing again, like no. But I'm talking about when you genuinely come to Christ with a pure heart asking for forgiveness, He's going to forgive us. But what are you going to do after he forgives you? 
Are you going to forgive yourself? Are you going to continue to feel guilty and feel unworthy or feel like, you know what, um, maybe I should just fall back because, you know, what I did was wrong and that was unchristlike and this and that. Because let's be honest, all sin is equal. So I'm the kind of person that I don't really like being on the phone like that. I'll be honest. So sometimes when people call me, um, I won't pick up. And then I'm about to air myself out. But then like, if they're like, oh, I called you. I'd be like, oh, my bad. I was busy, but I wasn't busy. But then I realized like, girl, that's lying. Like you're lying right now. And it's like, but to me for a long time, I didn't look at that as a sin. I just looked at, I just looked at it as I didn't want to talk on the phone. So I came up with an excuse as opposed to just being like, you know what? I really wasn't in the headspace, headspace to talk. That's why I didn't pick up. But what I'm trying to get at is we classify sin. We think, oh, because we're not murdering someone or because we're not committing adultery, because we're not doing this, it's okay. To God, all sin is the same. So if you're feeling guilty off of a specific sin that you did, but you're not feeling guilty off the other, really, you're just wasting your own time. And not to be harsh, but all I'm saying is we shouldn't let guilt of sin hold us back because no sin is different from the other right? Does that make sense? So all I'm trying to basically say is, um, don't let whatever you've done, no matter what it, no matter what it was, literally, no matter what it was, look at all the people in the Bible. Like just go ahead and look at most of the characters in the Bible. Like most of them did some crazy things, like some crazy things, but God still forgave them. So what more us? You know, like when I look in the Old Testament and I see some of the characters, the way that they used to talk to God back then, it's like, wow, like you guys are absolutely disrespectful. Like, how are you talking to God like this? You got Jonah going in opposite directions, just being blatantly disobedient. You got David. We all know about David, so I'm not even gonna talk about him. You know, <laughs> Adam and Eve, of course, like look at what they did. We're, we're a product of, of, of that. You know, look at Sarah setting up Abraham with the, the, um, the house girl. It's like they all just did things, but God in his grace still forgave them. One thing I started realizing is that the enemy, what he does is he wants to use that guilt to separate us from the love of God. He knows that if he can get into our minds, if he can get into our heads and make us feel unworthy, we will immediately begin to distance ourselves from God. Once we begin to distance ourselves, he'll be able to enter into our minds. He'll be able to start, um, you know, putting things in our head like, well, you've already done it once. Why don't you just do it again? You know, like what difference does it make? And then that's how one sin can turn into a week of sin or two weeks of sin or a month or a year or a lifetime of sin. And then we can, we can completely miss it. So there's a scripture in the Bible. It's Micah 7, verse 18. It says, where is another God like you who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. So sometimes I get myself messed up because I'm like, what kind of God am I serving? I'm serving a, a God that loves me, that was willing to die for me. So why would I let my sin keep me from that love? And like I said, it's not an excuse or a pardon to continue doing the wrong thing knowingly. But again, we are going to sin. It's inevitable. 
Like, as long as you're a human being, you are going to sin. I think what I've started doing, and it's a struggle because, you know, the guilt is real, but you just have to remember that I serve a loving God that he wants to forgive me. Like, it is in his nature to forgive me. He wants me to have a, another chance. He wants me to learn from my mistake. And one thing I want to make clear is his grace does not wipe away the natural consequences of your sin. So, you know, if you sleep with someone's wife and you get beat up because of that, that's the consequence. Like, that's on you. But God is still going to forgive you. Or, you know, if you... If you're a murderer, you're still going to go to jail, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be forgiven in your prison cell, you know? So these are things that we have to think about ourselves and we have to be honest with ourselves. Why would we let something that we've done keep us away from God's love? So in Philippians, um, when Paul, when Paul was writing, he wrote in Philippians 3 verse 13, he said, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And I feel like a lot of us cannot forget the past. We cannot forget what we've done. It's like, oh, you know, in 1928, I did this and, you know, I'm just not worthy and I could never do this and I can't do this for God because people are going to look up my past tweets and they're going to, you know, make me feel bad. It's like, come on, come on. Everybody has a past. Everybody has something that they've done that they probably regret. But you need to let that go, honey. Like you cannot keep dwelling on that because when are you ever going to be able to reach your potential? When are you ever going to be able to become the woman or the man that Christ has called you to be? Your past is your past. You cannot change that at all. Like there's literally, there's nothing you can do to actually change your past. All you can do is continue to be the person that God has called you to be from this moment forward. So it doesn't matter what you did yesterday or this morning or, you know, last week or last year. It does not matter. His grace overrides that guilt. His grace wipes it away. Sometimes it can be hard to just grasp that concept. And I think it goes back to our own human nature, especially because for some of us, it's very hard for us to forgive others. So we can't truly understand how it would be so easy for God to forgive us, to forgive us just because we asked him to. Like for some of us, we just can't understand that like, wait, all I have to do is literally ask for forgiveness and mean it and he'll forgive me. You know, it's because you can't forgive. So you think it's hard for, you know, God to forgive you. But again, we're not God and we don't move like him and we don't reason like him. And we just, we're just not him. I think one practical thing that we can all begin to do is um, we have to be vulnerable. So when you do commit a sin, I know it. sometimes it is shameful and you want to hide and you want to just, you know, act like, you know, if I, if I don't pray or if I don't watch service, like God will just forget I ever did it. And he, you know, he won't pay attention to me. It's like, no matter what you do, God has, a, God sees that sin. He knows what you did. So I think the best thing that you can do for yourself is just be honest. Like, you know what, God, I really messed up. Like, I thought I had more control. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I messed up. Like, I didn't mean to curse that person out. Like, really? Like, I thought I was good, but they just hit a trigger, you know? And can you help me when you're working on it with God together and you know, he's, he's helping you and you're being vulnerable with him and you're seeking the Holy spirit. And it's like, Holy spirit, please help me right now. I need you more than ever. You'll feel better about it. Most of the things that you're struggling with, there's somebody out there struggling with it too. So it's not just you just 
being vulnerable with yourself and being vulnerable with God because he sees you anyway, so there's no reason to hide. I think that's the first step that we can take. And then giving ourselves the opportunity to be human, letting ourselves know that I made this mistake, but I'm not going to dwell on it. You know, I am going to make better steps to avoid ever doing this again, but I'm not going to let the guilt of this mistake weigh me down for the rest of my life. I still need to be who God has called me to be. You know, I still need to make it to Nineveh, right? Like there are so many things that I still need to do. From there, God will handle the rest. God will certainly handle the rest. You know, sometimes it gets really hard. Like it gets really hard just trying to, you know, live live your life the way that you know you should as a believer in this world. I'm not, you know, trying to make an excuse, but the temptation is real. People be trying it. Like people really be trying it. People will make you lose your salvation. The way that they test your buttons, you know, you're dealing with anger, you're dealing with lust, you're dealing with um, a lying tongue and, you know, being judgmental. There's so many things that we're all dealing with. And, you know, it's sometimes hard to not be like, oh, you know what? It's easier to be on this side than it is to be on this side. But listen, that is the enemy. Do not fall for that. No matter what you've done, God is able to forgive you. He is willing to forgive you. You just have to tap into it. Not only that, but you have to let it go. Like Paul said, he forgets the past. Because really, like I said, there is nothing you can do about it. All you can do is move on, try harder, be better, work at not falling into your temptations or into the things that really pull you away from God. So that's what I've been doing. That's what I'm going to continue to do. Um, Like I said, I'm not using that as a license to be out here acting reckless. I'm not using it as a license to do whatever I want and then come cry for forgiveness later. No, that's not what I'm doing. But I am intentionally trying to let my past go. Like I said, there are natural consequences that are going to come with the decisions I've made and the sins that I've committed. Those, That's inevitable, right? And those I'll have to deal with. That doesn't mean that I can't let it go because he's let it go. He says it, that he forgets about it. It's done. Oh, you did what? You did who? Oh, I didn't even remember. Why are you bringing that up? When did that happen? Oh, it happened yesterday? I already forgot about it. Like, stop talking about it. It's over. It's done with. So, um, so yeah, I'm sure God doesn't sound like that, but, but yeah, still, it's like, we just got to let it go. It's grace over guilt. Remember that grace over guilt. So y'all know that anytime it's just me, it's always a short episode. Like I'm sure we've established that by now. It's almost been a year. So if y'all don't know that by now, then I don't know whenever you're going to know it, but I hope that you guys are all doing well. Like I said, we're halfway through this season. I'm looking forward to to what we have left. Confessions of a Christian Chick is almost a year, a year anniversary. Can you believe that? When I started this, I didn't even think people would listen. <laughs> I was like, if no one listens, it's okay. Like I'm just doing what just what's been laid on my heart. Um, but here we are, almost a year later, and um, we have almost 4K listens. Can you believe that? Like that's awesome. So shout out to you guys. Don't forget before the aisle, a guided journal is on Amazon. So if you haven't purchased that already, what are you doing? Like, 
Why haven't you purchased it already? Um, go ahead and purchase that on Amazon. It's called Before the Isle. And um, of course, you can always send a DM to Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram. Check out confessionsofachristianchick.com. And I'm going to catch you guys next week. Bye.